Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city, uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Six in Edmonton. This is Oilers. Now it's brought to you by Digitex. 630 Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Brendan Ulrich with you on the program today. Bob Stoffer on holidays all week. So I'll be in the big chair. Devin Horn behind the glass today. Devin, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Now, there is a reason why we open with that song, is there not? Yes, that is... I'll let is, you explain. Uh, so that was a cover of I Will Survive that's by a Dutch group called, oh, let me check here, the Hermes House Band. And this was actually the unofficial anthem for the French national team the last time they won the World Cup. Wow. And, of course, they won it again over the weekend, so... Congratulations to the country of France and to Bob Stoffer, by the way. He picked France from the beginning to win the World Cup. So we'll give him a pat on the back for that one. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline today throughout the program at 780-496-0063. They have the Little River Band on August 16th at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. And at 105 today, we will go interactive on the show. We are going to break down the Pacific Division. Where do you have the Oilers sliding in at the moment? It's not an easy exercise to break down the Pacific because you have to factor in where Vegas finishes in their second season in the NHL. Do the Ducks take a step back? Where do you have Anaheim and L.A.? Calgary as well after missing the playoffs. It's not easy. 
I'll get to my picks here shortly. Bob Stoffer has texted his in as well. You can do so throughout the program, and we'll go interactive at 105. At 12.35, Gene Principe will join us from NHL Hockey on Rogers. We'll talk to Gene about the World Cup a bit, uh, give his, or get his take on the Oilers offseason, and he'll break down the Pacific Division as well. Josh Cooper at 135 from The Athletic. Now, he covers two teams for The Athletic, the LA Kings and the Anaheim Ducks, which fits into our topic today as we break down the Pacific Division. So more with Josh on that at 135. So you can text us 630-630. That's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride every Tuesday on Oilers Now, but every Thursday in the summer, it's Stoffer Inspector. Brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing every Friday and Saturday at North Lions Park. So Spec will join us in studio on Thursday this week. All right, we'll get to uh, all the fun stuff uh, on the Pacific Division here shortly. But we did open with a soccer song, and that will be it for soccer on this show, for the most part. Because I know we were, uh, you know, fans were texting in, giving us the gears all, you know, the last month or so, because the World Cup is a long tournament. We've been talking about it on this show, Bob more so than I, because Bob is a big soccer fan. But you can, uh, you know, let out a sigh of relief, because that's it for the soccer talk. Um, and it, it is funny, Devin, because I know you're uh, helping out today behind the glass, but uh, the text line lights up whenever we talk about other sports on this show other than hockey, other than Oilers, but it is a dead zone for hockey news right now. There isn't a lot going on, although there have been a few signings today that we'll get to in a second around the NHL. But it is funny that fans seem to always want to voice their opinion when we talk about something like the Eskimos or just some, you know, some, fu- some fun summer activities anything. So, I'm going to uh, have some fun with this today. I'm going to let the fans make the rules. You tell me what I can talk about on the show and what I cannot. You can play the, the producer if you want, as a fan of this show. Text us 630-630 some summer topics that you approve of, because every time Bob and I talk about something else, the fans give us the gears. So... We'll uh, get to some of those topics throughout the show. We will get your picks on the Pacific Division as well. Like this. You can look at the text line already there, Devin. This is still called Oilers Now, right? I've seriously debated that we should maybe change, you know, the show's name in the summer to just something else that isn't Oilers Now because then maybe fans wouldn't give us the gears if we talk about something like the Eskimos, who, by the way, won over the weekend. It was a hard-fought game. I was on the sidelines for that game, and it wasn't a lot of fun. So I'm happy the Eskimos pulled out the win in the end, but it poured the entire game. I actually had an umbrella that snapped in half. It was a cheap umbrella, and it snapped early in the game. So I just tossed it aside, and uh, it poured on me all game long. So that wasn't much fun. You don't have, like, a poncho or garbage bag to put on, or it doesn't look very professional? Well, I should have done that. That would have been smart. But no, I did not, so... I was uh, battling the elements the entire game, as were the players. And I know some Eskimo fans, look at that score, 16-50, and oh boy. Like, that's it? I mean, the Eskimos were at home. I think a lot of fans were expecting the Eskimos to, to roll all over Toronto in that game. And I think there are some Eskimo fans that are still concerned about this team, despite the win. Um, I'm not one of them. I think this team is going to be okay in the long run. 
Uh, their defense is really starting to come around, and to me, that's the biggest positive. Because I, I have no doubts that the offense is going to take off at some point. I think the Eskimos would have put up a bunch of more points in that game uh, against Toronto if it wasn't for the weather. There were a number of drop balls in that game, and that was due to uh, it being slippery out there. And uh, I think if it wasn't for the weather, the Eskimos likely would have put up 30 points in that game. So the fact that the defense, though, is coming around, that to me is the biggest positive. And they will get healthier as they move forward. The secondary is going to get better. The D-line was really good in that game. Uh, they limited James Wilder Jr., who ran all over them the week before. So they made some improvements there. I mean, the offense has the best quarterback in the uh, CFL, most likely. I guess you can argue that. If you're a Calgary fan, you'll likely say Bull Levi Mitchell. They also have two of the best receivers on the roster in the entire league. Duke Williams continues to dominate. Darrell Walker dropped a few balls in that game due to the weather. Duke Williams dropped a few balls in that game due to the weather. And they also have Bryant Mitchell back and healthy. He is going to uh, get a lot more work moving forward as well as he continues to uh, get mixed into the offense. So I think the offense will take off here eventually. The uh, secondary will get healthier. The D-line looks pretty good for the Eskimos right now. We'll see how J.C. Sherrod is and uh, Malunga Chimanga because they both left that game. But with the bye week, I think they'll both be fine uh, when the Eskimos return to the field. So are you concerned about the Eskimos? You can text us 630-630 as well. The one thing that does have, have me a little concerned about the Eskimos is the run game because C.J. Gable hasn't uh, been able to get going really other than the one game. And, of course, he was injured on a dirty hit in that game, so we don't have an update on his status right now either. They did uh, mix Jordan Robertson in a little bit in, in that game. He scored his first CFL touchdown. He's an ex- explosive back, and it seems like the game is getting faster and faster at the CFL level, so maybe mixing in Robinson isn't a bad thing more and more moving forward for the Eskimos, but I think, I think they still need Gable as well uh, if they want to run the ball and, you know, when they're hanging on to the lead and trying to run with the clock late in the fourth quarter, that's when you want to lean on a guy like Gable. So we hope that he's okay after uh, taking a vicious hit to the head late in that football game. But we'll find out uh, a little bit later because the Eskimos are in a bye week. I, I believe we still have the Eskimo show tonight on 6.30, Chad, despite it being a, a bye week with uh, Jason Moss. I don't know. I, I know Morley and Dave are away, so that would likely mean there is no coaches show, show but we'll have to find out. Uh, I'll text Reed and find out if that is uh, on tonight or not. But you can text us 630-630 on the Eskimos. And you can text us on the Pacific Division. We are going to get to that when we get back here on Oilers Now. I'll give my uh, playoff picks. We'll get Devin to chime in as well. Bob Stoffer is texting me his, and you can text us as well at 630-630. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1218 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Devin Horn with you. Bob Stoffer vacationing this week. A reminder, on Friday, we will be giving away another power pack on this show. We gave away two last week. On Friday, we will give away Power Pack 8. It features games against the Canucks, the Predators, the Flames, and the Anaheim Ducks. Speaking of the Ducks, we'll talk about them a little bit more at 135 with Josh Cooper on the program. He also covers the Kings for The Athletic. A reminder, Oilers 4, 6, and 7 game power packs are available for the upcoming Oilers season starting at $299 up to July 15th, which is now officially over. You can sign up for advanced access, so that is uh, in the past. But you can still sign up for the Oilers Power Packs that go on sale this Friday at July 20th at 10 a.m. Uh, at EdmontonOilers.com. There are 10 great packs to choose from, and we will be giving away Power Pack 8 once again this Friday. So don't call in now. You can call in on Friday when we give those away. All right. Pacific Division Talk. Our Oilers topic of the day. We will be doing an Oilers topic all week uh, to sort of get us through the summer here on the program. I know next week we're going to bring in a, a number of guests in studio. We'll start doing that more and more as we move along the summer. But for this week, we'll try to keep you engaged on the Oilers by picking a topic each day. So, we're looking at the Pacific Division. First, I'll read Bob's picks. He texted me these uh, earlier today. He has the Vegas Golden Knights in first. He has the Oilers in second, San Jose in third, Calgary as a wild card team. He has LA out of the playoffs. And of course, he also has Arizona and Vancouver out as well. So, Bob still has Vegas first in the Pacific. And to me, that is the, the hardest team to get your, your head around. Like, really, they could finish first again, they could miss the playoffs. I don't know. They lost James Neal, David Perron, but they did sign Paul Statsny. They have some younger guys that they could uh, mix into the lineup as well. And what if they get Eric Carlson? There still is a chance that that happens. So to me, Vegas, uh, I don't know. They still have great goaltending in Flurry. I don't think they finished first in the, in the division, but I could, I could see them still making the playoffs. So to me, that's a tough one to pick, but Bob has them in first. I'll get to mine. We'll bring in Devin here shortly as well for his. You can text us here. Is at 630-630. To me, I'm going with the Sharks to finish first in the Pacific Division. To me, they are the safest pick out of the, out of the group. So that's why I have them first, because I, I think they're a lock to make the playoffs. They have basically the same roster as last season. Um... They do have Kane, of course, for the entire season. They still have some, some cap space to do something big here in the offseason or, you know, at the trade deadline or something like that. They have a good goaltender. They have a really good D, and their forward group is good as well. I look at guys like Timo Meyer uh, that, you know, emerged last season. Thomas Hurdle had a great season. So I think uh, they'll, they'll sort of stay where they are in that 100 to 100 point. 100 to 110 point range and could finish first in the Pacific. Second, I have the Calgary Flames. I really like what they did this offseason. Um, adding James Neal, of course. I could see Lindholm busting out this season, breaking out, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show because uh, he did sign a contract extension with the Flames today. Uh, I do like what the Flames did, though, and I do think they'll finish in second. 
Now, this is where it gets tough. Where do you put the Oilers? Because I think they're in this range. They're likely third. A wild card team are just out of the playoffs. So, I have the Oilers as a wild card team right now. So that means I have one team ahead of them. And this is where I, I can't even decide between the Kings, the Ducks, and the Golden Knights. Like This is a fluster of teams right here, and it could go either way for any of these teams. So I have the Sharks first, the Flames second, and I'll give the Kings the third spot just because I like the, the Kovalchuk signing. I think he is still a really good player, and he should help that team immensely on the wings. Kovatar reestablished himself as one of the best centers in the league last year. No question marks around Drew Doughty. He's signed long-term. Um, so, yeah, I have the Kings third. I have the Oilers as a wild-card team. So I guess that means I have the Ducks out of the playoffs and Vegas as well. I don't see five teams out of the Pacific making the playoffs. I mean, I think perhaps maybe two teams even get the wild-card spots in the, uh, in the Central. But for now, I have the Oilers as a wild-card team. So... Four teams I have uh, making the playoffs from the Pacific. Devin will bring in you for your picks right now. Um, I think I agree with you. I think the Sharks are the safe pick and the most obvious to win the division. And then you're right. After that, I think it's a total crapshoot. I think, yeah, I like the Kovalchuk signing. I think the Kings will make the playoffs and maybe even get second or third in the division. Uh, I think Vegas will take a step back, but I think they'll still make the playoffs. Oilers, I don't know. Like I've, I think they can make the third spot, but I think they are probably going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And I don't know, like the Flames, they got to be better this year, you think. And Vancouver and Arizona obviously are going to be, you know, they'll be fighting it out for the bottom two spots. But I don't know. I think the Ducks, the Kings, the Knights, and the Flames, it's all, I don't know. It's too close to call, I think. I can't make a for sure answer. Well, it's interesting with the Oilers because you look at all these teams that will be fighting for those wild card spots, and maybe the Oilers need to finish top three in the Pacific to get into the playoffs because... You look at Dallas and St. Louis. Those are two teams that missed the playoffs last year. I could easily see both those teams making the playoffs this year. Colorado made it. They're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. I could see them taking another step forward, staying where they are, and maybe a step back. So they're hard to read. But I still think Colorado with McKinnon and Ratton and the connection that those two have will be able to push for a playoff spot. But I do like what St. Louis did in Dallas. So I could see both of the wildcard teams coming from the Central, because I don't see Winnipeg or Nashville falling out at all. I think those are the two teams locked in in the Central. Minnesota, I don't know. They're an interesting team. They make the playoffs every year. Uh, they finished third in the Central last year, so they could be in the mix for a wild card team as well or stay where they are. So it's tough. Chicago, of course, missed the playoffs too. They'll be looking to push for a spot. So maybe the others need to finish in the top three to make the playoffs. Can they do that? I don't know. And uh, where does Vegas fit in? That is a, a wild card to me. I mean, I have no idea. They go to the Stanley Cup final on their expansion season. So maybe we shouldn't write them off. Bob isn't. He has them first. I have them out of the playoffs. And they have a lot of cat space too. So they could add, add, add during the season if they want to go on another run. But who knows? So it is early to talk about all this. But for the most part, the teams are set in stone. And you know the Arizona Coyotes, for that fact, for that matter? I wanted to put them higher in the division as well. I just don't know if I can because I like what they, they did this offseason. They finished the season strong last year. They have a lot of young talent. Is this the year, the year they make a push up the standings? I don't know. It's tough. 
630-630. Texter says, flames at number two. You, my friend, are an idiot, he says. so. Oh, boy. What do you have against the Calgary Flames, my friend? Whoever texted that in. The Oilers are not making the playoffs. They will finish sixth in the Pacific. Bob has the Oilers in second. BU, it might be time for an intervention. This is serious. Bretzky says, Hi, BU and Devin. I think the Oilers find some chemistry with the coaches and the new players, and they could go on a run, but I'll put my money where my mouth is and say the Sharks are in first and the Oilers second, the Knights third. I'm surprised uh, everyone else is on board with the Sharks because it seems like everyone just assumes the Sharks are going to take a step back every season. But they won't. Like I am, That's the team I'm most confident in. They are going to be in the playoffs when it's all said and done. That roster is basically the same. Unless Evander Kane, everyone says, okay, he's a cancer in the dressing room, this and that. Unless he ripples through that dressing room and ruins everything, they will be in the playoffs. And that's not going to happen, by the way. I'm just having some fun with that because Kane was a really good addition for them at the deadline last year. He was really good for them in the playoffs as well. And he is locked up long-term now. So, does Thornton take a step back this year? Possibly. That's what everyone says every year, though. It seems like he's like Iron Man. Yeah. And, of course, he he missed a lot of the years, so he should be uh, healthy. Did he even get into a playoff game last year? I don't think he did. No, I, I don't think so. The entire time, yeah. So he's back, of course. They wanted to uh, sign Tavares. They offered him the most money. They couldn't get that done. Perhaps they do something else this offseason with that cap space. It is 12:28 in Edmonton. We will take a timeout for the 12:30 news with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we'll be joined by Gene Principe from Sportsnet. At 105, we'll get to more of your text messages. And at 135, Josh Cooper will join us from The Athletic. That's all ahead on Oilers Now.